Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome everybody, episode 71 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I'm here with Andrew Kitchell. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. How are you doing today? Today's a great day. Today's a great day. How are you, Jasper? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in uh, Vegas right now. Great place. A little bit hot. It was over 115 degrees yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, you know, fortunately I have, a, I have air conditioning. So, yeah. What about you? Where, where are you right now? We are in San Francisco. We have an office in downtown San Francisco, and we are uh, we're a team of six that's, that's gathered right right in the heart of downtown. So tell us a little bit about what you what you do with Price Method. Sure, sure. So Price Method is a free pricing service, and um, what we do is we help people who run vacation rentals, whether it's a home away, an Airbnb, any property, we help them price their home perfectly. Okay, great. And uh, our, our goal, we're basically a team of data scientists, and our goal is to use a lot of information from hotels, how cities are booking on any given day, how your neighborhood's booking, and how your unique, unique home fits into the marketplace to understand how to price you. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that more uh, later in the episode, but let's start with, um, with, with you. Can you give us a, a background of yourself? Sure, sure. Um, so I... I'm now a long-time resident of San Francisco. I've been here about eight years and moved here and, and got swept up in the tech scene really right as uh, the phenomenon known as Airbnb was, was taking off. And um, I was actually uh, roommates with an individual who was in the, the YC class with Airbnb. And so we started hearing about this very interesting phenomenon of people renting out their homes and uh, making money and having, making new friends and having fun on doing it right as it was kicking off, literally, when it was still air bed and breakfast. Um, and it just seemed like such a crazy idea that our home was very excited to, to test out. So we were actually very early, very early members of the Airbnb community and have since hosted probably hundreds of people and, and traveled many times as well through the platform. So um, for my background, I, I have always focused on working on products to help consumers and um, worked in the real estate space for a while. and. And actually ended up managing about 50, 50 properties on Airbnb in San Francisco last year and, and realized there was an opportunity to um, become even more involved in the community, build tools for people who were hosts like myself, and uh, to really build some pretty interesting products. So that's a, the quick and dirty version of some of my background and some of my involvement in, in Airbnb in the larger community. So when did you start hosting on Airbnb? God, probably 2000 and let's see, when was the, when was the first year you could host on Airbnb? I, I think it must have been like early 2009 or maybe yeah. 2008. Yeah, so probably 
I bet by the Democratic National Convention when Airbnb was getting press, we'd already tried it out. And I actually, I used Airbnb at first because I was starting another company at the time and Airbnb was the only way I could afford to live in San Francisco. And it was, uh, I would go stay at at a friend's house or my sister's house in town and rent out my room and come back in the morning and cook breakfast, and uh, it was it was essential for me to for me to survive. It was you know an amazing thing, and and we were at a house of um, there was five college friends, so we loved having people around. And um, one of my it's pretty funny. One of my early guests, I actually got a call from Airbnb one day, and they said, "Hey, would you like uh, to host Brian Chesky for?" for a couple of nights at your home. And I said, absolutely. And they said, well, would you mind if we had CBS news come by in the morning and film at your home? We'd like you to serve Brian breakfast and, and you can, uh, we're going to have a film crew there. Would you be okay with that? We said, absolutely. And so, so that evening at about 10 o'clock, Brian Chesky showed up at our house and uh, we hung out for a while and all the roommates had gotten together. We prepared a feast with, mimosas and um you know it was a full spread of fresh fruit from the mission where the neighborhood we lived in and uh had had a great morning hanging out with brian and and going you know kind of showing what it was like to host on airbnb so so yeah we we've been longtime hosts love the love the platform love obviously what it's inspired and um our reason for getting involved in it is we just think we're we're really at the start of where Airbnb and where home rentals and, and shared economy, where it's going to go. And Jasper, you and I have talked a little bit about this, but um, it's it's a phenomenon that that we think is going to continue to to really become a major component of both how we travel and how we live. And so it's a pretty exciting time for us to hop in and and really start working with hosts to, to help build ever better businesses. So, yeah, I totally agree. I I recently heard that. Uh, brand recognition for Airbnb is less than one percent worldwide. Yeah. So imagine, imagine how how big it could be. Um, oh, it's going to be so big, and and you see the numbers from from the recent World Cup, where I think twenty five percent of all all people visiting Brazil were staying on Airbnb. And if you look at some of the numbers we're seeing, just in terms of how many people are now traveling on on Airbnb, and how many people are actually starting to use sites like Tripping as well, there's just there's so much growth around the industry that uh, it's fun to see this kind of niche idea turn into such a major trend and, and really to establish the fundamental way of, of, again, how we travel and live. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's also really interesting to see how many Airbnb-type platforms are popping up in, in other areas. I was just talking to somebody from the Netherlands yesterday who, uh, is, who has launched a, a platform called Barco. B-A-R-Q-O dot L. And what they do is they're basically an Airbnb for boats. Love it. And that's that's a great idea because you know, I don't know if you've ever had a boat, but I know that people who do, they they don't use it very often. Certainly. You know what I mean? It's uh yeah. um and so, you know, like most people probably have their boat just lying around in the harbor for the better part of the year. And so it's just an <laughs> yeah. amazing Amazing opportunity, a great, uh, great, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just a great way to, to share and like bring down the expenses because it's quite expensive to have a boat, I think. Absolutely. And, and we're, we're talking to an increasing number of, um, 
it, it's amazing how many investors have adopted this thesis as well. And we'll speak to someone where, where they said, you know, the, the cost of owning an asset actually increases when you have the ability to sell it all the time, whether it's your home, your boat, your car. And increasingly we seem to be moving towards a, a society where people, where the ownership of assets is less important, where individuals value experiences, connections to such a higher degree and, and where unique experiences are really valued too. And, and one place we see that is um, just if you look at Instagram or Facebook, people are never sharing photos of their hotel rooms, very rarely. Maybe they'll show a picture of their Las Vegas hotel. That might be more interesting. But at the same time, people who are traveling to these unique homes and listings are staying with, uh, with hosts or owners are always sharing their photos and telling their friends about this amazing place they went to visit in California or France or wherever it may be. And, and really it defines, um, our, our generation is a bit defined by this willingness to share, our ability to find out enough about each other that we, we, can, we can trust people. And um, yeah, that also that the cost of owning a home just for yourself is, is, is actually from an opportunity cost, just from a pure economic standpoint, is, is increasing. So it's almost a convergence of factors in both uh, how we live and how we want to live and also um, our ability to discover these new interesting places that makes this phenomenon, it just makes it clear how big and how powerful this phenomenon uh, is going to be. What, what exactly do you mean by the opportunity cost has increased? Sure. Well, um, let's say you have a car or a boat and, or, or a home and every day you could be renting out that car or your home, or an extra room, or a boat, and when you don't do it, you're essentially losing money, right? So some people might say, well, you know, I want my home for myself, and that's fine, you can make that decision, but now that we can trust people to, to borrow our cars, borrow our boats, come stay at our home, because that market is now uh, so vibrant, um, so, so trusted, it's really a decision that um, you, you now make the decision not to rent out your home as opposed to, to rent out your home. That's, that's actually the transition. Maybe, and maybe, you know, maybe that's just what we're seeing in San Francisco because rent is so high um, and, and people need to find ways to, to essentially monetize their home. Um, but certainly right now, it's, it's, it's going to be increasingly rare to find, in, to find a spare room in San Francisco that's not available for rent on any given day. Um, so the opportunity cost is simply... If you decide not to rent out your room, you're losing money because it's so easy now to sell it, because it's so easy now to be a host, because it's so easy now to maybe even be a, a host with multiple properties. Um, it's just less and less likely that a, that a room will stay vacant. Right. So it really increases the efficiency of how we use space. Absolutely. Which is Absolutely. great. And you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good point that you make. I remember the first time I realized this. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was, I was uh, at my own apartment in Amsterdam and probably renting it out for about 200 euros a night at the time. And uh, I was just sitting in my living room and thinking like, hey, I could be making 200 euros tonight. Yeah. And also, you know, and, and then I thought, well, my friend lives like a couple blocks away. He, I know he has a spare room that no one's using. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep the calendar open. And sure yeah. enough, I got a I got a booking the next day. So I just called my friend. I was like, "Hey, can I crash in your uh, in your bed, yeah. in your spare bedroom for a couple nights?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then after a while, he was uh, 
you know, he told me like, well, you, your business model is pretty cool. You rent out your own house and then you come sleep here for free. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. He probably, he probably wanted to get a beer out of that deal uh, or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I bought him some groceries. That's nice. Yeah. You can cook friends, friends meals. And, and actually, you know, the, the home that, um, the home that when we first started renting out, I, I, I said that I was renting out my home with friends. What, what they will now do is say it's a, it's a five bedroom home in the mission district in San Francisco very popular neighborhood. And when there's a big conference or a big, we have a lot of festivals in town. Uh, the Navy has a bit, the Navy actually comes to town for a while with something called fleet week. And there are all these interesting events that go on. And what they, what they will do is they will rent out their home. They'll list it for these specific days and they'll all, all go on a trip together and they'll either go camping, rent a campground, or they'll go rent a home somewhere outside of San Francisco and put the home, up for up for four or five days and literally pay their rent for the whole month just from that one mm-hmm. weekend that one extended weekend and they love it it's a great time you know it's a great way for the, the roommates to bond and it's um yeah it's just an, it's an incredible phenomenon where people realize more and more how they can um you know they, they have the freedom to make these choices that can meaningfully improve their lives or you know give them enough money to buy groceries or to to do what they want to do or to travel. So uh, that's that's just such an amazing transition that's happened. It's happened so quickly that it's almost, uh, it's interesting to think that, you know, five, 10 years ago, this this didn't exist at all. It barely existed. It, it didn't exist anything like the form we see it now. Um, but the pace of change has just been, has been really, really dramatic. Um, I've, got, I've actually got one other story about that if, if you're interested in it. Yeah, go, go for it. So obviously what, what's interesting now is that the individual is now serving, any individual can now become a, a host and essentially run their own small B&B. And most of these are obviously Airbnbs. But um, with the host becoming, with, with us as individuals becoming powerful members in, in, the, largest, in the larger accommodation space, it's fun to see how hotels have started to take notice of this. And really what you see is, is we as individuals can now compete with hotels. And in many, in many cases, we're offering a superior product, right? Where we have homes and neighborhoods that might be more fun for visitors to stay in. They might be, we have homes that are close to friends and family. We have homes that might be close to parks or festivals or other things where hotels really don't have inventory. And I was speaking to um, I was speaking to the the head of of Sheridan actually about a year and a half ago, and the first conversation we had, I was I, I said, yeah, you know, I'm really I'm really interested in Airbnb and and this larger trend around people renting out their homes. And he said, you know, we don't care about that at all. He said, Airbnb and these these platforms are just for backpackers. And that's not our target audience anyway. And I said, really, what, you know, why do you think that? He said, I, I, I just know. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually an Airbnb host and I've hosted probably a hundred people at my home. And I don't think I've ever had anyone under the age of 25. And in fact, I have couples coming through who are, you know, we've had professors and we have business travelers who would come and stay with us. And Google employees who would come to town for a week and uh, people coming in for a big conference. And I, I said, the demographics that I see are much different than what, what you're telling me. 
And we continued to talk about it. And, and so we, we had one good hour-long conversation. The week, about a week later, we had another hour-long conversation about the, the change that we were seeing in, in this platform. And he said, uh, at the end of that conversation, he said, you know, Andrew, when we started talking, I thought you were crazy leaving an Airbnb and, and, and the change that's happening with all these individuals becoming more powerful. And he said, now, now having learned more about it, it's clear that what's happening on Airbnb is the largest transformation in the accommodation space that he's seen. And he, he said, I've seen five major transformations. This sure as hell feels like the sixth, and this is going to be the biggest. And I think what we've seen now is that um, the, pretty much the amazing, the amazing job hosting, the amazing work people are doing, the connections that are being made, the, the trust level and the comfort level that we have, we all have either renting out homes or staying at homes is, is, is again, it's such a global phenomenon. And even the largest players in the space now recognize that there's, there's something going on that is, um, it's fascinating. It's impossible to stop despite regulation. And we could talk about that a little bit, but, um, it's, it's just really fun to be a part of, of something that again, we just see continuing to boom. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting story. I'm sure we can talk about this, uh, for, for hours as, uh, yeah. as we have done in the past. Yes. Um, but um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about about your your Airbnb hosting experience. Sure. Uh, you mentioned you had a you had a funny st story to share. I have many funny stories to share. Sure. <laughs> um, well, and so I, I have I have stories both from being an individual host and also from my time when I was a, a property manager in, in San Francisco. And um, one story is actually that might be fun to share is, is just about um, one of the challenges of being a host. And um, so one time I had uh, one thing and the, and the reason we're actually building price method now is, is we know being a, being a host, being an owner is great, but we also know it's a lot of work. And uh, when, when I was managing a bunch of properties in San Francisco, this became really clear when I got a, a call from a guest who was at one of my homes. And she said, um, we're locked in our home and we can't get out. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And she said, uh, we've been locked inside for 24 hours and we're unable to, we can't figure out how to open the door. And I said, oh my God, why, you know, why didn't you call earlier? And, and I, uh, I actually hopped on my bike. I biked over <laughs> across town and I got there and the guest, the guest opened the window. And I, I got to the front door and I actually couldn't unlock the door from the outside either. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is, this is terrible. And the guest opened the door or opened the window and she said, um, you know, I, you know, I told you we couldn't, we couldn't get out. I said, well, how, how have you guys been doing sitting here for 24 hours? And she said, well, we've been having food delivered through the window and it's actually, we've actually had a great time. Uh, we needed to get some work done, but now we'd love to get out of the house. And uh, so I actually, I, I ended up climbing in through the window and I and, um, said, you know, there's actually, it's actually a back door that you can, you guys can go out of. And, uh, then I said, you know, let's, let's try the front door as well. And we went over and we, there's this weird combination of locks that you can, you can actually, what had happened is that they weren't quite able, able to figure it out. And, uh, we walked over front door magically opened, of course. And, uh, it was, a, it was a good reminder in how much, even though you know it's it's easier than ever to share your home and it's easier than ever to trust people, hosting people is actually a big challenge, and making sure that people are comfortable in your home. 
and making sure that people understand whether it's how to use the stove or how to contact a neighbor in an emergency or how to do something as simple as leave the front door. You just have to be prepared and you have to, you have to almost walk through your home as though you've never been there before. And I think it's as much for me, I'm kind of an amazing story of, wow, I, I never imagined someone wouldn't be able to get out the front door of my house to realizing that that is a scenario you have to prepare for. And uh, I'm sure many hosts have stories, similar stories about whether someone trying to get in in the middle of the night to, to the home that uh, can't find the lockbox or something not working or, you know, we've had pipes burst in the middle of the night as well. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons to be a host is just stories you accumulate along the way of, uh, you can almost call them battle stories of, of learning how to kind of take care of people and make sure they're having a good experience. Yeah, I definitely have a similar story where uh, you know some of my guests um, couldn't couldn't get in, so they uh, it was in the middle of the night, so I was asleep, and uh, they ended up staying in a hotel that night. And the next morning, I met up with them, and you know I just took their key and opened the door and let them in. Yeah, but you're right. It's you know if if you've if you've stayed at your house for a long time, you get so used to it. It's, you know, um, right, and it seems just unthinkable that somebody wouldn't be able to open the door. Really? Uh, but then I actually asked uh, some of my friends who've never used that key before as well to, uh, you know, to try to open my door. And I noticed that some of them did actually have uh, problems with it because, you know, it's, I guess you kind of have to like, push it and, and yeah, you kind of have to play around with it a little bit. I got so used to it that, you know, I instantly open it, but yeah, I did end up uh, replacing the lock. Oh yeah. Did you go to an automated lock? No, did... I mean I I tried, but it didn't. Those those locks didn't. Uh, it doesn't work on my door. Yeah. Um, so I... um, I'll I'll look it in, into it again because there's a lot of really cool smart locks uh, that recently came on the marketplace. Um, one's called Open Sesame. It's a lock that oh. you can control from your iPhone, and you can literally just send somebody code that they can use, or you can you can even uh, just uh, I think open and, and lock it from your iPhone di directly. Yeah, I love that. I, and I, I still, I would love to check out Open Sesame. I haven't seen it yet. I um, smart locks are one of those those things that are going to completely transform the space again. And we we've seen some kind of fits and starts in lock technology as uh, people try to get good locks out. And I think it's going to be solved in another year or two. But I. I'll have to check out Open Sesame because last I saw, I looked into Lockatron in August. They were good, but weren't a perfect solution yet. So um, that'll be fun to see in the near future too. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the uh, price method. Sure. Sure. Um, let's uh, let's start with uh, how do people use it? What uh, you know? What's what's the uh, what's the benefit for for the user? Uh, how much does it cost? And just the general details. Sure, sure. So high level, we are uh, price method right now is a dynamic pricing platform for hosts. And what that means is we look at a whole lot of data and help any host price their home as intelligently as a hotel. So whether it's a conference or a local peak of demand or a slow season, we adjust pr prices. We look at how, how hotels are priced. We look at how your neighbors are priced and, and kind of figure out how to price you on any given night. It's, it's a fun data sound science challenge um, and we use we literally look at about half a billion data points a day to try to figure out 
uh, how to price the markets we're looking at. And, and right now we're available in most of the U.S. actually. Um, we're available in about 65 major metropolitans, almost 7,000 zip codes. We are actually looking to expand to Europe in the next We'll probably be available in Europe, uh, starting in London, actually, in about three weeks. So um, we're the goal is obviously to provide worldwide service as soon as possible. And, um, obviously, to do so takes a lot of data and a lot of learning, but uh, we're on our way. And this is uh, price method is is a decent name for a company, but our larger vision is really building uh, the bigger set of tools that we think hosts need, whether that's helping people capture last-minute bookings, whether it's autoresponders, uh, booking analysis, et cetera. There's, there's a larger suite of tools we're going to build. And um, the, also the, the next fun step for us is, is really moving from price predictions to revenue guarantees. So our data science is getting enough to the point where we can help hosts, we can guarantee hosts more money, and that's, that's going to be the evolution of, of the pricing space itself. Um, as for how much we cost, we are 100% free. And we actually intend to be free for about a year. And we do think there are other services that uh, we'll, we'll charge for eventually that hosts will love. But um, as far as the pricing technology, it's, it's uh, good for us to be working with a lot of people. We learn a lot. and uh, Our model gets better and better every day. So the more people we can work with, um, it's good for us. And we actually think pricing should be free. It's essentially turning data public data into something that can help empower the host. And we like, we like the idea that that should be a free service data. Data's goal is, is always to be free. So um, that's how we're going to, that's why we're giving the service away for free for now in the foreseeable future. That's awesome. How does it compare to the Airbnb's pricing tool that they recently launched? Sure. So um, Airbnb's current pricing tool is great. I think, I think that, Interaction is obviously fantastic, or the usability is fantastic. Right now, they're not doing automatic price updates. I don't know if they will, but um, and they also show you prices just for about two months out. Um, so they, you know, they're doing they're doing a good job. I think they they still the host needs to interact with the the prices actually set them. What we do is we go in automatically and update every single one of your prices every single day. Um, so right now we're doing daily pricing. Our next move is actually going to be to hourly pricing. And, you know, I think, I think Airbnb and, and other places where people are selling homes, whether it's HomeAway, Wimdu, et cetera, all those places will probably have um, some sort of pricing tool in the near future. But um, we, we're channel agnostic, so we help people sell their inventory everywhere. Um, we actually, because we're solely focused on pricing, we, we expect to move really quickly. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can continue to offer a product that we think stays a little bit ahead of competition even from the even from the platforms themselves and how, how do people how do, can they sign up how can they can they use the the app sure so they all they do is come to our website pricemethod.com they can create an, an account in about 10 seconds and from there they can just link any of their of their properties um once they link their properties their bb properties they can uh turn on pricing for a day for an event, we'll show them events on their calendar, or they can autom- they can click one button and, and we'll go and automate all their prices for the rest of the year. And, and from that point on, we just go and update prices every single day. So it's very simple. Uh, it's meant to be as, as lightweight as possible. Again, if you want to turn on pricing for a day, for an event, for a month, for the year, whatever it might be, our goal is to put the hosts in control. 
That's awesome. So basically, if it automatically connects to the Airbnb listing once you turn it on, and then you basically don't have to look at it again as a host. You can, yeah. You, to use an old marketing term, you can set it and forget it. Um, the goal, our, our, our kind of understanding of hosts is that there's a lot to do in a given day. Pricing is hard. Pricing should be updated every single day if you're going to do it right. So let's just make that easy. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of hosts set the same price for each day of the year. And, you know, this is something that I've been talking about for a while because I think uh, by doing it that way, you really miss out on a lot of revenue as you're pricing too high when uh, demand's low and you're pricing too low when demand's high. So do you have any sort of estimate of how much people can improve their revenue by going sure. from a set price for each day to using a price method? Sure. So the record I've ever achieved with dynamic pricing is a 52% increase month over month. Um, in on price method, we actually were a little more conservative. We say we'll increase revenue about 10 to 40%, which is pretty consistent. And like you were mentioning, Jasper, that's, that's, that's fairly conservative because a lot of the industry does keep prices the same on any given day. Um, so that, that percentage, whether you're going to, whether we're able to increase your revenue 40% or 10% is partly based on how much you're, how actively you're pricing now. So we do see some hosts who will come in once a week and update their Airbnb prices. And for those people, if they're doing a good job, it's, it'll probably be closer to 10%. But for the people who have one price all year, who are both overpriced and underpriced for much of the year, we can, we can drive very significant revenue changes. And um, we have a lot of people, I, I would say the majority of our customers are actually, um, we have a lot of people who have multiple listings who, um, you know, they're, they're, they're people who understand dynamic pricing and uh, they're what we would term maybe uh, professional hosts, right? They do it full, full time. Um, and, and those people are, even though we're only maybe bumping their revenue 15 to 20%, we're also saving them a lot of time. So it's, it's just a nice, it's a nice product in, in that uh, what we think is earn more and, and worry less. Um, and that's, that's the goal. Awesome. And let's talk a little bit more about this guaranteed uh, revenue that you guys are working on. Sure. Sure. So uh, what we're going to launch in the coming weeks is a, um, we wanted to, you know, again, I think, I think the promise of pricing is, is great and making recommendations is great. But um, one thing that hosts kept repeating is they're often aiming for, um, they need to earn a certain amount of revenue per month, uh, whether it is to pay rent or whether it's um, to pay a mortgage, whatever it may be. And so the biggest, the biggest risk for hosts in raising prices or adjusting prices is that they lose bookings. And we know that's not the case, but we know it's also frightening. So um, we're going to launch a, a revenue guarantee where hosts are able to come in and, and basically we can guarantee revenue for um, short amounts of time for the whole year, depending on, depending on the different properties. And um, we think that's the next step in pricing. So, you know, the goal, the goal obviously with data science is first to be able to predict how prices will move and then to be able to guarantee it. So we're really trying to move pricing to the next frontier where um, we put our money where our mouth is and, and um, help hosts earn more while, not, while eliminating the downside risk. And it's, it's actually a really hard thing to do. Um, you need a ton of data science to be able to do this. And if you look at it, there's actually a company in, in the flight space did this recently where they've started to come in and guarantee that you'll get the lowest price for a flight. And the difference is that there's 30 years of flight data 
and um, there's more flight data. There's much more flight data. So um, what we're going to do with our revenue guarantees, we'll launch it on a small scale at first with the goal of, of at some point being able to offer it to every host. Mm -hmm. And um, so in talking to your host, if any are interested, we'll be, I'll be sending you some information, Jasper, but uh, you know, happy to, happy to work with, with your hosts in particular to, to help them earn more and, and really give them that downside protection that, that a lot of people want. A lot of people want. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great idea. You know, I talked to a lot of hosts and, uh, and one of the things that I think hosts do worry about is just what you mentioned is not being booked. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, uh, I think if, if you can offer people, uh, a, a minimum amount, then, uh, that would be, um, that would be really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, we think so. We think so. And in talking to people about it, it's one of those things where people almost take a deep, a deep sigh of relief. They're like, oh, that would be so great if we had it. So again, we'll start on a very small scale, but, um, and, and that's why we'll actually be sending out invites and, and people can, can apply for it starting very soon. But, um, something we'd definitely like to make available to your audience. Yeah. No, that's great. You know, and I think the, one of the reasons why some people still prefer long-term renting over, over doing Airbnb or, you know, one of the other platforms is the guarantee. You know, when you rent out long-term, you know, every month, a certain amount of money is going to come in. Yep. So, um, yep. So yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's great. Awesome. Uh, well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. It's been a really interesting chat and for the listeners who want to, uh, try out the the app it's called price method pricemethod.com um, i'll also put the links uh, in the in the show notes of course and we'll update you guys uh, soon about the uh, the guaranteed uh, revenue that uh, that you guys are launching excellent and uh, yeah look forward to uh, keeping in touch and uh, and seeing what the developments will be in the future absolutely well thank you so much jasper appreciate your time too and uh, looking forward to talking more in the future. Awesome. And for all the listeners, of course, you can go to getpaidforyourpad.com to find more information about Airbnb hosting. There's a lot of free resources. Um, you can also get our book on Amazon. Just search for Airbnb on Amazon and it should be the first book, book to pop up. And of course, every Monday, there's a new episode of the Get Paid For Your Pad podcast. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah.